A white man? No! Hello and welcome to the Unsub is a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with more Criminal Minds, diving into season two now. Um, This is P911. Yeah. Weirdly titled. Yeah. They they explain it somewhere in the episode and it's still a bad title. It's still a really bad title. And based on the title and description, because the description on IMDb was so vague... I was like, yeah. I don't know if I remember this. And then the second it started, I was like, <gasps> I remember this Yeah, it's one. a doozy of an opening. It is. I almost feel like we need a second disclaimer on this episode because just the like vague content idea is so dark. Yeah, this one has, I mean, a lot of them have to do with like assault and sexual assault and abuse and stuff. But this one is specifically directed toward children. Yeah. So it's, it's a rough episode. It so is. A bit of a trigger warning. It's there. hard to wrap your mind around, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I had a hard time with this one, despite one of the guest stars that I was really excited to see. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Um, all right. So this one opens and it's like a surveillance video and there's mm. a little boy in a soundproof box. And I was like, I already hate this. Yeah, it's it so, so much. bad. And the camera is in the mouth of like a dummy head it mounted so on the wall. It's so disturbing. It's horrifying. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would think that that was like a good way to hide a camera. I don't know how people think of this stuff to write it into it's an true. episode. <laughs> That's true. It was somebody's idea to dream it up and write it down. Yeah. I was like, is this based off of something that somebody has really found at oh, some God. point? Is this just some, like, what is wrong with the person who wrote this episode? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So, um... The kid is holding a toy and he says his uh, toy's name is Jack and that he's a soldier and he protects him. He says he doesn't mean, didn't mean to make the captor mad and he'll be a good boy if they let him out. And I was like, like, oh God, I hate it. We don't know how long he's been in there or anything. It's, and it's like grainy black and white video footage. Yeah. It's tough. Like, cool. This is just the opening few seconds. Yeah. Um. So there's a woman and she's in the crimes against children unit office and she sees the video in a chat room and she recognizes the boy as Peter. And all I could think of was like, what a fucking terrible job. Yeah. I don't know how you do that day in and day out. I don't. I mean, I'm glad that there are people who can do that and can like can find these perpetrators, but like, oh my God, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't do it for five seconds. No, like, think about the stress dreams you have about your job, which is not anything like that. Can you imagine having dreams and stuff about this kind of job? No. Like that kind of internalized, ugh, I can't. Ugh. It's too much. But this was the woman that as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh my God, it's her. Oh, that wasn't who I thought this oh. guest star was. Who did you, who is, who is this one? She was the obnoxious villain girl that dated Matthew Lillard and she's all that. Taylor Vaughn. Really? Yeah, that's Taylor Vaughn. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, yeah, she she looked like vaguely familiar, but not like I couldn't like even begin to place her from yeah, anything. It, it took me a second, but as soon as I saw her, I was like, she's a villain in a '90s movie. Who is she? Who is she? And I was like, oh my god, the Scooby Doo guy. It like took me forever to place their name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, so this woman, uh, Taylor Vaughn goes to her boss and she says that Peter is back. Um, we learned that Peter first came onto their radar a year ago. They messaged the guy who posted the video and, um, they see that there's an auction clock. So they're like selling this kid. Um, the boss says to contact, uh, Aaron Hotchner at the BAU. I was like, maybe the countdown will at least give us some sense of urgency in the story (laughs) that we really have not had in uh, some of the recent episodes. That's very so, true. A countdown is always good for that. Yeah, we love a good tight timeline. Yeah. Um, so then Reed gives us some truly horrifying statistics on child sexual abuse images mm-hmm. and trafficking. Katie Cole is the Crimes Against Children unit chief, and we learned that she's also an ex-BAU profiler. Um, Legendary, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, JJ suggests tracking the website. Huh. Thanks, wow. JJ. <laughs> You're it's like, this like, is why Garcia is the only one that's allowed to Google anything around yeah. here. It's like when I can't find something and I ask Nate and he suggests the place where the object usually is. Like I wouldn't have thought to look <laughs> there the first time. <laughs> uh, Cole says that the website is routed through Belarus and that he'd be gone before they even got the paperwork. And JJ's like, oh, we don't need paperwork because we have Garcia. I'm like, you don't even understand how computers work. How do you know what Garcia can do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of us really know. And she's somehow insinuating that Garcia can track this proxy server more quickly than any other government agency. Like, this, that her entire department, the Katie Cole or whatever her name is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. She's and I would assume that this type of unit, this Crimes Against Children unit, would have some very skilled tech people. Right. This is like all they do because that is people through computers because that's that's how most of it is spread. And that is how most of the contact occurs. So you would think that they would have a couple of Garcia's right. Like, no, but yeah, I just really liked that. Uh, they are at least admitting that Garcia does stuff that's illegal all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Oh, we don't need paperwork. We've got Garcia. Um, Cole says that they know that the unsub was on the East Coast when they were tracking Peter before, um, but the trail went cold. She says that this time they know that the chat room that they found him in was based out of Cleveland, Ohio, and she wants the BAU's help. So the chat room hosts services in Cleveland, but not necessarily the unsub. Yeah. Um, it's not, this isn't BAU work. This is just Garcia work mm-hmm. right now. I mean, I don't know a lot about computers, but even I could tell you there, that guy's most likely not in Cleveland. No. And the, yeah. Okay. Surprised they don't all go to Cleveland and start knocking on doors. They do. <laughs> That's, but, you know, before on the plane, <laughs> we get our first quote, which is uh, theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, the test of morality of a society is what it does for its children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Elle is back. Oh, this new haircut and, is rough. And so are the bangs. Yeah. <laughs> like, so is... you've been recently traumatized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how you know something's gone terribly wrong if you've gotten bangs. Yeah. Speaking from experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've never gotten bangs when things were going well. No. Nope. 
uh, Reed and Elle acknowledge each other's haircuts. Yes. <laughs> They've both gotten them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hodge comes out and he's like, oh, hey, go home. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you you probably should. Mm-hmm. Uh, she begs to be allowed to work, and Hotch says that she can go with Reed to the Crimes Against Children unit, but not to Cleveland. You're like, okay, I guess if those are my two options, I'd rather go to the Crimes Against Children unit because I've been to Cleveland. I'm from <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> There's going to be more to do with the Crimes Against Children unit. Exactly. There's not going to be anything in Cleveland. No. But I'm not into this L. Reed buddy cop dynamic they're forcing on us in this episode. No. And plus, she's like mean. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, it, we both got haircuts. And then she's she just mean. like makes some really rude comments to him. And you're like, you're not the kind of friends where you can like joke like around like that. Or, yeah. You're just being a bitch. And that's, I. <laughs> This is how much I hate Elle still. I'm like, oh, right. She gets shot. She dies. No, she doesn't. She's still here. <laughs> We've got some more Elle. She's around for so long, and I've just pushed her out of my memory. Every time I'm like, this is the one. Yeah. And it's not. Um, but yeah, they're all uh, going to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Not sure why, but okay. Um, We've also learned that Cole hates flying, but she won't sit down. She just keeps pacing, and then every time there's turbulence, she, like, freaks out about it. And you're like, sit down. Sit down. Mm. Like, why do you have to? Okay. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a chink in her armor. They had to give us something to show she's not so steely, she seems. Uh, Morgan thinks that they should profile the language. That they're using. I and love this internet lingo explanation yeah. killed me. So she starts explaining internet slang to them. Mm-hmm. Um, not any child predator specific lingo or anything. No, like just LOL. Explains what <laughs> LOL means. And you're like, well, we already know that uh, they all know what OMG means <laughs> from an earlier episode. Um, but yeah, it just reminded me of... Um, this one time my mom and her one of her grad students were running a half marathon together and mm. the grad student's dad made signs for him and his wife to like hold up to cheer them on along the way and um the one he made for my mom said lol lori on it because he <laughs> thought it meant lots of luck that is a horrible thing to see when running a race I know. like, like what are you said. doing out there that's what you see at mile 11 <laughs> ready to give up already and they're like Haha, jokes <laughs> on you <laughs> but yeah so this this is why the BAU has to explain internet <laughs> lingo yeah. not to us to a different demographic yes. of people yes um so Cole also says that pedophiles can be separated into two categories um instead of letting this woman who is an expert in this type of crime give us any information hotch just needs to jump in mm-hmm. and explain the difference between situational and preferential pedophiles and we get a photo overlay it's been a while yeah since we've had one this is a stock footage powerpoint presentation of creepy looking men and sure children. it is there should have been captions in like comic sans um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Cole says they're growing in numbers, they're basically unstoppable, and they're already in our homes. <gasps> you're like, ugh, well, at least you're looking on the bright side. <laughs> uh, they all agree that Peter's captor must be preferential and that he will not let Peter live if he doesn't sell. You're oh, like, God. oh, I forgot you're selling a kid. Yeah. Gross. Um, JJ wants to release Peter's picture to the media and Cole shoots that down because she thinks that the unsub and Peter will disappear if they think that the FBI is onto them. Like, yeah. Obviously. JJ is really bad at her job in this episode. Yeah. 
Like, are you new here? God. So anyway, they get to the online listing service in Cleveland, and the BAU talks to the apparently 14-year-old owner of this company. Yeah. Um, Such a bro. Yeah. He sucks. Um, Elle and Reed are like watching the video to look for more clues. And um, I bet Elle is super glad to be back at work. (laughs) She's like, can I please just go home with my bangs right now? (laughs) This is a nightmare. Um, Elle notes that the walls appear to be padded. You're like, yes, that's Mm -hmm. soundproofing. Thank you. Um, So I'm sure that Reed is really glad that she's back to offer her expertise here. (laughs) Um, Reed says that the dimensions of his cell are weird, like a hallway, but smaller. And Elle suggests a basement, and Reed's like, no, it couldn't be. You're like, what? It could be literally anywhere. Literally anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just a wall with no windows or door, or like right. a room with no windows or doors. You could put up false walls somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it could, it could be anywhere. Yeah. could be a guest room. We it, don't know. Yeah, just like a walk-in closet. Yeah. Like, it could be okay. anything. But yeah, he just shoots that one down. You're like, okay. Um. The chat room server guy uh, just starts complaining about freedom of speech and how the FBI is ruining, like, the last place where you're free to express yourself. Final frontier. Like, gross. Um, And Cole tells Morgan to pick a chat room and pretend to be a 12-year-old girl named Susie, which is a name that 12-year-old girls had in 2007 or Mm -hmm. whenever this was. Um, it's not a, an internet red flag if someone says their name is yeah. Susie. I'm a 12-year-old girl named Susie. Would anyone like to be my friend? And all of these <laughs> pedophiles are immediately like bombarding him with messages. Mm-hmm. Like, are, do none of you have any guile? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, no 12-year-old girl admits to being 12 on the internet. She tells everyone she's 16. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And Susie is just like clearly a name thought up by somebody who doesn't know Anything about kids? Yeah. Has never met a 12-year-old, so doesn't know what any of the naming trends would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it seems like they'd be a lot more discreet and insidious, but they are not. Nope. I guess I'm giving them too much. uh, Just like salivating at the mouth and coming right up to them. Too much credit, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, Especially because like Cole was just talking about how discreet and insidious they are yeah. and how well they can operate. And you're like, none of these people are trying not to get caught. No, like we'll show this brosif here how disgusting his server is. Yeah. In two seconds. Yes. Um, so everything is routed through proxy servers, which means that they can't track any of these people expediently. And there was, in fact, literally no point whatsoever in this trip to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Which I feel like... They could have just presented the situation to Garcia and Garcia would have been like, oh, you can't track them really quickly. So there's no point in any of you getting on the plane and flying to Cleveland. It would be nice to keep track of the wasted taxpayer dollars. <laughs> it really would. In, in these these trips, BAU the trips. <laughs> and all of them the went. private jets alone. <laughs> yeah. The salaries that like they must get paid extra to travel. Yeah. And then the cost of the jet itself, renting cars, meals. Yeah. For for this half for an hour nothing. excursion, yeah. in which point they learned that they and can't there, do anything. There's there local at all. FBI offices in Cleveland. They could have had somebody local go out and do that part for them and report back. Yeah. No. They needed to do it themselves. <sighs> all right. Um so anyway, Garcia is having better luck. <laughs> uh, she's tracking somebody named Hugs. Who was with the, a Z? With a Z. 
Like, this is the worst. Um, because his encryption is weak, and she tracks his payment method. And he's the guy that posted the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finds the name Graham Rose and also his address, which is conveniently... Um, I was confused at first. I was like, okay, well, at least that's in Cleveland. It's not. It's in, like, Alexandria. Yeah. So now they all have to go back mm-hmm. to Virginia. <laughs> um, he also paid for a domain, which is a website with more child sex abuse images on it. I'm like, oh. And JJ and Garcia are downright lighthearted for a second of like, woohoo, look at this stuff that we found. And then they're like, like oh, wait. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I was wrong. It was Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they arrive at this house in Richmond um, where they find a kid tied up in front of a camera. And he is following verbal orders from someone on a computer. And we learn that the kid is Graham's son, Kevin. He takes off his restraints and puts on a shirt as everybody who's watching his live feed logs off. This side story with Kevin is so fucked up. It, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you recognize this guy? No. This is the guest star I thought you were talking about. No, I did not. Um, he is from Spy Kids. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> Which we are... Too old to have enjoyed. Yeah. But the kids that I babysat in mm, college were yeah, super into I don't spy think kids. I've ever seen Spy Kids. <laughs> it is a thing to behold. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> now I might have to just to see Kevin in all his glory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just little like nine year old Kevin. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, the team is super confused yeah. by the fact that he just like stands up and is not at all restrained, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we learn that Graham is actually in jail and that Kevin has been selling images of himself online to support himself. God. And I mean, what was Kevin's like before Graham went to jail that this is even an idea that crosses his mind? I don't know. I've also seen a Law and Order SVU episode mm. where the same thing happened, where it was like the kid who was like selling the mm. photos of himself. So I wonder if that's like a thing that frequently happens in real life that it's showing up in so many TV know, shows. I know, so bizarre. As I would think, I don't know. I know, it's just really sad. Yeah, it's like you have to have a horrible life for your mind to even go there. To yeah. Um, so Kevin has been passing around the, the that video of Peter in order to endear himself to the pedophiles. Mm. Um, Gideon tells Kevin that he knows that his father abused him and Hotch tells him that he could be the person to save this kid. So it's kind of bizarre how long they go on interrogating this kid alone. Right? Like, yeah. I understand the dad is in jail or whatever, but isn't it still like highly unorthodox to be? Yeah. I mean, you can't just like interrogate a minor. He right. would at least need like a lawyer. So he had some. Some adult advocating for him in the room. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. Well, you know how they feel about laws. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kevin gives him them the name of the person who first gave him the video. Mm-hmm. Um, his screen name is Metavos. It's like his internet handle. Better than hugs. Yeah, it really is. Um, the <laughs> team wants to use Kevin as bait to draw this guy out, once again, without <laughs> consulting with any sort of an yeah. adult advocate like this, who's looking out for his best interest. This is highly illegal. Yeah. Oh, my God. So um, then Reed and L and... The other agent, Taylor Vaughn, whose name I can't remember <laughs> at all. I feel like maybe it was Amanda. Yeah, it might have been Amanda. Yeah. She'll always be Taylor Vaughn to me, yeah. though. Um, and the other agent, or sorry, realized that the box that Peter is in was built around him because it has no entrance or exit. But then he couldn't have been in there for very long, right? Because how are they getting food in and out? Where is he going to the bathroom? I have no idea. 
I was very confused it, by that. It doesn't make any sense Not at yet. all. And then they're like, like a ship in a bottle. And you're like, that is, you don't build the bottle around the ship. No. That's not what a ship in a you, bottle you is. You build the ship and then you put it in the bottle. Isn't that the whole point? You have to, yeah. You assemble the ship. Well, it would yeah. be like if you built the room and then you put together a small <laughs> child inside the room. It's not how it works at all. <sighs> um. So on screen, the boy puts on a shirt. Uh, that little Peter boy, mm-hmm. um, which Garcia recognizes as a tadpole shirt, which sounds like some sort of a Boy Scout kind yeah. of troop. She it was says like that, they couldn't get clearance to use the Boy Scouts' names, so yeah. they made up tadpoles. Yeah, so um, she says that all of her brothers were in it, so she recognizes it, and there's a troop number on the sleeve, but they can't make out all the digits. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, Garcia solves the mystery again. Yeah. <laughs> all f- with no travel, no cost to taxpayers at all. <laughs> exactly. From her desk in her office. She's the real hero here. Um, Reed L. I'm oh, sorry. Didn't scroll down far enough. <laughs> uh, Reed gives the agent an address to look up, um, this time in Exa- Alexandria, um, because he can't Google anything himself. So he's like, right. can you please type this into a search engine for me? <laughs> Um, and it is the location of where, uh, they're supposed to meet this Metavos character and it's right outside of an elementary school. Oh God. Gross. Um, the guy is a school employee and he approaches Kevin to talk to him. Once again, these people are supposed to be so intelligent and he's like, meet me at a school Mm -hmm. where I work. Yep. During school hours, during the day, you're like and these they, people are not intelligent, even a little bit. They have not very undercover, undercover agents everywhere. Like visible wire. There's like a fake crossing guard right next to Kevin with a wire in his yeah. ear. You can see and stuff. Like if this guy was smart, he would have looked around and noticed that this place was crawling with law enforcement people. Yeah. Um. He approaches Kevin. They chat. For like five seconds, and then um, Kevin runs off, and the team rushes in to apprehend this guy. Um, his name is Hayden Rawlings, and he's the principal of the school. And they take him right back inside the school. Yeah, they sure do. The pedophile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Hotch goes with Kevin to meet with social services. They're finally going to find some sort of an advocate for him because they're done using him. Yeah. So they're done now, exploiting him further. Exactly. So now they care. Um, Ellen, uh, Ellen Reed also arrive and Hotch yells at her for being there. And she's like, no, Reed said I have to come. And he's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he would never. Yeah. Um, so they go to search uh, the principal's office. They note that there is a lack of a computer anywhere, and mm. they see family photos all over the place. Mm. He has a couple of kids, um, which means that he's probably not keeping Peter at home. Yeah. that wouldn't make any sense. Um, Elle picks a lock on a drawer. And <laughs> they taught me this in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure there's someone there with a key that could have opened it. But probably. Sure. But yeah, she gets to be useful. Mm. Um I'm surprised Morgan didn't just kick it in. Like, <laughs> just rip it right out. Yeah. Um, the rest of the team just uh, perp walks Rawlings like through the school hallways. Yeah, past all of these children. While it's they're interrogating so him. weird. It's so, like, that's so traumatic. Yeah. Because like, yeah, obviously he's a bad guy, but he's also like 
this well-liked principal at yeah. the school and all of these kids are now going to have to contend with the fact that they watched him being arrested mm-hmm. and they're going to have a lot of questions that their parents are all going to have to answer. Yep. You would think that they would have quietly removed him from the school and done all of this elsewhere. Yeah, but no. he doesn't need to be in the building. They love a show. They yeah. love putting on a show. Yeah. Super irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Um, he claims that he was only worried about Peter and he sent Kevin the video to see if he knew him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the least convincing lie I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he just wanted to save him. So they try to figure out what the password is on the computer. Um, and I don't understand because they say it would take too long to call Garcia, but the stakes are really high because if they keep messing up the password, there could be a virus that wipes it all out. Yeah. Also, there's like five of them there. So like one person could call Garcia. Right. I don't understand. Yeah. They don't even have a CD collection. To right. Go there's through nothing in to order go through <laughs> to come up with this password. That must be why. Yeah. I mean, does this guy even like Metallica? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Morgan says that he's a preferential pedophile who claims that he's trying to save them. And then Reed realizes that Metavos is save them backwards. Oh my God. So like, is his login Metavos and then his password is save them? Because that is a really <laughs> bad password. It's like my login is my name and my password is one, two, three, four. <laughs> password is password. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Garcia and JJ see the word Mount on the patch and they learn that there is a tadpoles group in Mount Pleasant, Virginia. Hmm. Once again, they're the ones doing the useful work here. Uh, Rawlings claims that the images on the laptop are research for a book he's writing. Sure. Yes. It's like listening to a little kid lie. It is. There's a super fancy cam- camera angle, though, where they're like, they're showing Rollins and you can see the reflection in his glasses of what's on the screen of his computer. Like, yeah. Ugh. You're like, no, thank you. I didn't need to see any of that. Yeah. I could, I could imagine. <laughs> uh, he says he was contacted by the man who is holding Peter and that he bid $8,000 on him. Again, just to save him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the screen name of this person is man-child. <laughs> because all of these people are just the fucking worst it's like at internet names. Listening to writers from the Hallmark Channel talk about the internet. Like, <laughs> this is so bad. Yes. Um, so he gets a code from the seller, which is Butterfly. And Cole contacts the seller with the code. But at the same time, the, ub is, uh, the unsub is seeing the news report about the arrest... And knows that Agent Cole is behind the messages messages and takes down the site. Yeah, like, it's it's almost as if they shouldn't have done this very public arrest of this man. Yeah. They should have kept it quiet mm-hmm. because they didn't want to tip this man off. They say that at the beginning. Yeah. Then you'd have none of these problems, but here we are. Once again, bull in a china shop, BAU, yeah. not paying attention to anyone but themselves. Like it's just so dumb. It's infuriating. And the whole time it's like like I know that like Cole was all like, we need Hotchner. We need the BAU. I'm like, I would bet that your team is more skilled at this kind of stuff and probably could have done all of this. All you needed, actually, no, they didn't need anything. No, they needed Garcia. They needed Garcia. So I still have a hard time believing there's no one on their team with skills equal to Garcia's. Yeah. But even still, this ham-fisted public arrest is just so annoying. Yeah. 
But to get to this point, like eventually they would need Garcia, but like to get to this point where they're at now. Yeah. They did not need the BAU. No. Even a little bit. No. Nope. <laughs> because they haven't given a profile. They haven't done anything. No. They've done nothing. They just found Kevin. Yeah. Which I guess Garcia found Kevin, but still. Ugh. <laughs> the other thing that's really tough for me about this episode is all of the outdated language that they use around situations like this. Like they're still saying child pornography. They're accusing yeah. this man of having sex with kids. Like you can't have sex with kids. You rape. That's just rape. Yeah. That's all it is. Like there's a reason that we've changed all of this language now. So it's really hard. It's just so grating to listen to people talk that yeah. way. Yeah. When they're like child porn. You're yeah, like, oh, like, oh, no, oh, that no, is no, not. No. And like, yeah. I'm glad we've come up with better terminology. Yeah. Me too. And just, I don't know. <laughs> it takes away like any sense of agency for these kids because they have none. Right. And it, it doesn't make these people seem like heroes because they're still using such horrible language to talk about yeah. them. I don't know. It's already tough enough in like situation in this episode. And then you have to listen to them talk like that. And then you have to watch them act like total idiots the entire (laughs) time. Like, Oh God, there's just nothing forgivable about these people. (laughs) Yeah. This one is rough. Um, so, um, JJ is trying to clean up the mess, uh, by trying to think that they're searching for him in Alexandria instead of Mount Pleasant because mm. they do know where he is now. And during her little explanation here, there's like overdub of her, like obviously some like in post they went back and she re-recorded her dialogue and it doesn't match. It doesn't at <laughs> all. It's so terrible. It made me laugh. Um, so Cole is distraught about giving up on Peter to focus on other kids. Hotch and Gideon are really bad at comforting her about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you've followed the trail as much as you could. And there are, like, there were other kids that you needed to focus on. And you couldn't do anything for this kid at yeah. the time. So that's why I could never do this kind of job. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. I'm like, what? It's just a horrible, horrible job. And she's doing her best. And it's just sad that she's like beating herself up. And well, they go on and on too about how like she's been doing this longer than anyone else has. Usually people rotate in and out of these kinds of positions because the work is so difficult. Yeah. And she's stayed there trying to get all this done. Like, Um, yeah. So uh, the tadpoles they learn are operated out of a church. uh, But the current pastor. Because of course they are. Yeah. 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 The current pastor doesn't have any records, but he does have an old photo. (laughs) I'm sorry, this is so great. Because you're expecting like, you know, like a team photo. Like there's going to be like a dozen or so kids. Yeah. There's not. There's not. It's a picture of three children. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And we learned that the boy's name was Charlie. So at the local school, they learn that Charlie Sparks, Mm -hmm. like you got what? Guys. Are these names? These are terrible <laughs> names. Everybody in this show. Um, Charlie Sparks did not return <laughs> for second grade. And then and then they stop there. They're like, that's all we need to hear. Thank you. And they just walk out. Like, you're not gonna. I'm sure all of his the information they registered with is fake, right? Obviously, Charlie Sparks is a fake name. Yeah. But they're not even gonna like look at the registration forms or anything for this kid. No, they're not gonna like. There's probably an address on it, right? The school would have had to correspond with whoever claimed to be the guardian in some way. Yeah, there would need to be an address. I'm sure that there's a teacher that remembers him. Right. That could give you a little a bit more information. Or something. Yeah. It's insane. An email address that they could track to see where the, this family was. 
They're like, a fake name, that's all we need. Thank you. Sounds good. <gasps> ah! uh, they wonder what happened that Charlie's captor changed so drastically about a year ago. Um, and Gideon guesses that it must have been that Cole almost caught him. And then the clock runs out. <gasps> Which I applaud them for, because usually in these kinds of episodes... They save the day while there's like seconds left ticking down. four seconds left. Yeah, so this was a much more realistic timeline of, oh my God, the clock has run out. That's probably what would actually happen. Um, So then we see the unsub smashing through a wall in order to free Charlie slash Peter. To get the ship out of the bottle. Yes. Um, Cole asks, oh, it is Amanda. I wrote it down this time. (laughs) Cole asks Amanda for a list of everyone she interviewed and also to contact Garcia. So they run down the list of names and they rule out suspects. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, this guy wasn't smart enough. No, this guy couldn't have done it. He's in jail. He's dead. Yeah. Um, Then they narrow it down to a man named Michael Earlson, whose house the team arrives at as he's loading a plastic crate into the van. Which, okay, I was like... They were redeeming themselves a little bit. They let the clock run down for real. I would have been more happy with this if, because they got down to two final suspects and go with this guy because the other guy was too dumb. Yeah. I would have liked it better if they had to split up and go to both places. Yeah. Right? That would have been more realistic, not just, I have a feeling that guy couldn't have done it. Because if you do crap like that, then it's for sure the other guy because you're not covering all of your bases, right? Yeah. Whatever. Um, so he takes off running, uh, but is no match for Morgan. Morgan gets his macho takedown. Yes. Uh, smashes him down on the hood of a police car Mm -hmm. just a couple of times. Yeah. For good measure. Um, and Cole opens the container and Charlie is fine, but he's screaming for his dad. I really thought for a second they were all going to rush right past the car and just leave that kid in the container for a little while. (laughs) Because they would, right? Yeah. It's because it wasn't them. It was Katie Cole that went to the container. All of them were just like running into the house. Yeah. It would be like the last time there was an abducted child one and they were like, well, we'll search this entire house mm-hmm. and they're nowhere. And they're yeah. Like, Except for the attic, which we didn't look at. But they're probably not up there <laughs> probably anyway. Probably not in the so. attic. Yeah. Um, so at the police station, uh, we learn that Charlie slash Peter's name is actually Dustin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Just also a horrible name. I know, because like Dustin Diamond that's played Screech yeah. Powers. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, is my brain the only one that's going no. to this location? I'm no. glad that I'm not. It was definitely written by a bunch of millennials who love <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Uh, so he was abducted from New Jersey as a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And they found his mother. Hotch tells Cole that no one has done his her job as long as she has. And they're like, maybe it's time for you to get out. And she's like, I, I can't. I don't know what else I would do. Like, Literally I, anything. Yeah. Work at a grocery store. I know. Like, have you considered making coffee yeah. at a coffee place? Something where zero you're probably- stress where you go home and you're, you don't have to think about your job at all. I know. Like when I was in college, I worked at Kohl's and my whole job was to fold jeans mm-hmm. and arrange them by size mm-hmm. on the jeans wall in the men's department. It was the most mindless and relaxing job I've ever had yeah. in my entire life. Some days are you like, man, if only. Yeah. I never had stress dreams about yeah. whether I put the wrong size jeans mm-hmm. in the wrong cubicle. I think about that all the time. Like, what if I just, but 
Yeah. Why not keep torturing yourself? So boring. Mm -hmm. Um, So Gideon coaches Dustin's mother on how to greet him. She goes in. so sad. He says, like, you can't tell him that you're a mom. Like, that's too much for him. Yeah. How hard would it be for this mother after, what has it been, like, eight, nine years since he's been abducted? And knowing what he's been through. Yeah. And you you can't even, like, hug him or anything. You have to act like he's a stranger. Yeah. Um, so she goes in to talk to him. It's just this really heartbreaking scene. And he shows her his soldier doll, Jack, and we learn that the mom's name is Jackie. Mm-hmm. You're like, somebody's cutting onions in here. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to make us feel. Yeah. But I didn't like it because he would have no conscious memory of her name. So, oh no, no, I didn't like the implication they were making with it. Yeah, because he was like one. Yeah, there's no way that he would remember that. No, I mean it's a it's a cute coincidence. Sure, but. yeah, but it's I, I don't know. I felt like they were trying to make it some subconscious memory of his mother or something. Yeah, which I mean, I thought my grandma's name was Grandma until I was like seven. So maybe I was just a dumb kid. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like just like realizing that like your parent. Like your parents. Has another name. Yeah. Like our people with personalities and stuff. You don't think about that when you're little. Or like that your teacher's name isn't just Mrs. whatever. Yeah. And they don't live at the school. (laughs) Yeah. You see them at the grocery store and you're like, what in the hell? My middle (laughs) name is my grandmother's name. And for the longest time, I told everyone that my name was Sarah Grandma because I thought her name was Grandma. (laughs) And of course, no one corrected me because they thought it was cute. And so I looked like an idiot for a really (laughs) long time. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I guess for me, I mean, there was no profile. No. And like, I mean, they the weren't epi- particularly helpful other than Garcia. They really weren't. And that the like giant oversight that I really don't understand about mm-hmm. this episode is why didn't Cole and the Crimes Against Children unit just bid on Peter and then arrest the unsub at the handoff? Right. You would think they'd be doing stuff like that all the time. Right? That like, they would have people that specialize in being like, online undercover. Yeah, and these, like, sting operation things. Like, obviously, that's what Amanda's job was. Right. Like, to pose as... It's not like you ever actually have to pay the person. Exactly. So it's not like a budgetary issue or something. Yeah, just show up and arrest him. Or if you have to wire the money ahead of time, you can get it back because... You'd seize all of his assets. Exactly. You're going to arrest that man. Yeah. I know. I thought that was really strange, too. Yeah. But I mean, that would be a really boring episode. So I guess we have to be way more realistic. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, overall, it's a good episode. It's a tough watch, but a good, a pretty good episode. Even though the BAU should not be involved in any way. Oh, no. There was no reason for them to do that. No. I mean, it would have been a better episode if they had just sent one member of their team to go work with the Crimes Against Children unit to. Just so you could like see how other parts of the FBI operate, but you still get to see one of your people. Yeah. Like one of your characters go do something interesting. Mm. That would have been better. Also, like I, I wish we would have gotten more like the whole like the Metavos guy. Yeah. Was a way more interesting unsub than this yeah. guy. What like this guy just came out of nowhere. He's terrifying. Exactly. Like I want to know more about this guy because he seems way more, I don't know. It's just a more compelling bad guy that yeah. you want to learn more about. Just this random white man. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, obviously, the guy that had Peter Charlie Dustin 
mm-hmm. has been up to no good if he's had him for all of that time. Like, God knows. I can't even think about it, honestly. Yeah. Maybe that's why they can't even go there. So it would have been more compelling to go like with somebody like the principal guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. There's no profile to talk about. There's no comment for the Hotch Watch because he wasn't even really in it. No. They didn't none of them did much. This was all about Katie Cole. She was great. Give her a show. I know. <laughs> Give her and Taylor Vaughn their own show. That would be great. Yeah. I would watch that. Yeah. They were interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we're two for two, 100% white men so far in season two. Are we counting two for this one? Oh, we could. I didn't even think about that because you've got the principal guy, obviously another bad guy. There's really... I mean, I know he wasn't like the main bad guy. But but he's still... I feel like he was like the real one that they spent most of the time tracking. Yeah. Like, he's the one you remember from that episode, not the throwaway guy at the end. We don't even know his name. Do we know his real name? Oh, I guess they say it at some point when they're talking about their suspects. But I The principal guy? No. No, the guy that had... Michael Earlson. Oh, right. right. The most believable name, even though it's two first names, but whatever. (laughs) Michael Earlson. (laughs) Yeah, it's like when you're looking at stuff around the room. Uh, Matthew uh, Deskman. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'll I'll say we have two unsubs in this one, so that means overall we're twenty two to three, eighty eight percent white men at this point in season two. Makes sense. Still early days. L's still here, so it must be early days. But yeah, uh, the next episode is a great one. It's so good. It a makes perfect up for- storm. All of the boring ones <laughs> we've had to sit through <laughs> so far. It's the reason we watch the show. Uh, so make sure that you're here to listen next week because I'm sure we'll have lots to say about that one. Yeah. Uh, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave us a five-star review. You can find us on Instagram at the unsub is a white man. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood, and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next week, we will be flying on a private jet to Cleveland for you. Thank you.